Hey there, welcome into the post game show presented by Rico, Amy Campbell, alongside Eagles great Ike Reese. And uh, surprise, we're here a little bit earlier than we expected to be. The game canceled because of lightning. The score 26 to 15, the Ravens leading in the fourth quarter. Um, Ike, a lot to take away from this a really unpleasant to watch first half and a, a really fun. Second half, yeah. half of a second half to watch. Sloppy in the first half. Yeah. You can get that sometimes in the preseason games. A lot of penalties. I'm sure one of the main coaching points that Doug will take away from this game, particularly in that first half, is the sloppy play. The one thing coaches don't like, pre-snap penalties, false starts, things of that nature. There were it, a lot of those. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and it really makes the offense sort of sputter. It's hard to get in the rhythm. It's hard to call plays when you're constantly behind the sticks, meaning first and 15, second and 20. So I know Doug and the coaches won't be happy about the first half sloppy play, but they went in in the, in the locker room at halftime, and they came out, regrouped. Defense played much better in the second half. Offense started getting things going, particularly at the quarterback position. So the official message coming from the team due to whether the game has been terminated. Also, if you're watching us on Facebook, send us some questions, send us some comments. We'll be checking those throughout the show. Um, Ike, let's get to your takeaways. I know you always have your three takeaways. Yeah. Let's get going with, uh, with those. Well, it's hard not to take come away <laughs> from this game impressed with 18-year vet now, yes. Josh McCown, Ooh. recently unretired, just signed with the uh, Eagles this week. Looked look like he had been retired early in practice trying to knock the rust off. But I thought tonight, man, after those first few plays where you had a false start, you had a fumble snap, um, he settled down, the offense settled down, and he really did get into a rhythm. And you see why the Eagles were so high on wanting to bring in a guy like Josh McCown, who, like I said, he's in his 18th season, 40 years old, not going to be surprised or overwhelmed with the moment, just needed to take time to get that rust knocked off. I must admit, Amy, I was very impressed with the way he looked tonight. I was blown away by him. The man is 40 years old, you mentioned, yeah. going into his 18th season. I, I heard uh, on the broadcast, I believe it was Ross Tucker, who said he's had a different offense every single year he's played. He's learned a different offense. He's been in Philadelphia for four days, and, and you could see that in the first series, and then all of a sudden looked like he knew exactly what he was doing out there. Uh, he went 0 for 3 to start and then went 17 of 21, 192 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I am so impressed with his ability to learn offenses quickly and look so comfortable and confident. This man must be an absolute genius. Well, I tell you, being in the league <laughs> for 18 years, he's certainly seen just about everything a defense can throw at you. And I know it's the preseason. They aren't going to make the schemes complicated. The offense is something he's familiar with. He's played in enough offenses. 18 years, 18 different coordinators. I'm pretty sure it just takes him a little while. Here's the thing I like tonight, though, Amy. I thought Doug did a great job of getting him some easy throws. Yeah. You know, you get the crossing routes. You get the screen passes. Once they got down to the red zone, they allowed him to throw the ball in the end zone. And that's what you need to do to help your quarterback sort of find his rhythm. And I thought Doug did a great job calling he and uh, Press Taylor, calling the game tonight for Josh McCown, putting him in positions so that he can be successful. Because here's the thing, Josh McCown's going to make this team, right? We know they brought him in for a reason. He's not here trying out. He's probably going to be here. But it was important for those younger players that were playing with him to have a quarterback like that out there so it allows those guys to shine, which brings me to my next guy. Yes. Which brings me to my next guy, second-round draft pick, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Obviously, his best performance as an Eagle to date, 
albeit in the preseason, eight catches, uh, over 100 yards, finally got in the end zone and probably could have had several other catches with, with more yards added to it and possibly another touchdown. I thought this was a coming out sort of for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and it helps him to have a guy like Josh McCown throwing him the football. When you get the younger guys out there, you know, they don't necessarily know where the football needs to go at all times, and Josh McCown put the ball in places where his receivers and running backs can do some damage afterwards. And I thought J.J. did a great job of getting yards after the catch. For those who didn't stay up late during his years at Stanford to watch him play. Pac-12 after dark. This is what he typically (laughs) did every night. And he's a big receiver, loves contact, isn't afraid of contact, is never looking to go down or out of bounds, always looking for those extra yards. And tonight we got a chance to see him in that red zone is a big reason why the Eagles drafted him. And the contributions that he more than likely is going to make early to this offense will be in that area of the field where you can just throw the ball up and allow him to use that big body to come down with catches. Well, you could see him and McCown really start to yeah. develop that rhythm as the game went on. And also, Ross kind of joked on the broadcast, like, I wonder if uh, McCown even knows half the names of the guys he's throwing he to. So he's <laughs> getting that rhythm and the way he was able to do that so quickly, especially with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And then you talk about the yards after the catch. He had a couple of nice moves to really extend those plays that were already pretty big plays. He made them even bigger, and that's going to be one of the the valuable things that he can do for this team. Yeah, it's been a while since we had a receiver around here that can get you that yak, the yards at the catch, and especially a big guy like J.J. He's young. Um, I, I can't wait to watch him continue to grow in this offense, and the more that he learns about the offense, the more that the coaching staff figures out where they can use him at, Man, you get that 12 personnel out there, two wide receivers, two tight ends, and a running back. You're looking at Deshaun on one side, Alshon on the other, Zach and Goddard as your tight ends. A lot of mouths to feed. Right? Like it's, <laughs> it's a lot of weapons. But yeah. you get these guys down in that red zone, it's going to be difficult to keep them out of the end zone. I think J.J. will be a part of that as the year continues to grow on. And then another guy like a young player who's getting who's getting another shot at trying to to, to stake his claim in his league, and that's tight end uh, Alex Alex yeah. Ellis. I thought he did a good job in the offense. He caught uh, Josh McCown's second touchdown yeah. down in the red zone. By the way, what a nice throw, McCown under pressure. Put that ball in the only place the tight end could catch it. Ellis could catch it. Great job by the young fellow making sure he secured that touchdown. And then I love the fact that he has to go out there and cover the kick on the very next play, mm-hmm. and he goes and makes the tackle. Oh, and that was a that was quite a tackle. That impressed <laughs> that me. That was some physicality. I know you <laughs> yes, liked that. I was like that, that some Ike juice? Yeah, he had a little Ike juice there. <laughs> I like that play. And he's a guy that has been flashing in practices, and it was great to see him get a chance because they're down a couple tight ends to get an opportunity to show that he can do something in the offense as well. I thought he did a nice job of at least putting his name on the board for those coaches to think about as far as a possible, you know, young player on your roster, a guy that can do multiple things. You know, when you're a backup in this league, you're going to have to play multiple positions, including special teams and offensive players that are willing to go down there and uh, make tackles on coverage units. They're going to always be welcomed. I like what I saw from the young tight end tonight. 
So once again, I want to remind everyone, we are taking your questions on Facebook, your comments. Please send them in if you're watching on Facebook. If you're not, get on Facebook and send us questions, comments. We'll break it all down right here for you. I want to go back to Alex Ellison, that tight end position. This is a this is a tough team for a young tight end to come yeah. in here, knowing that Zach Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard are here. That's already established. But of course, with the injury to Richard Rodgers as well, that leaves the group with a little bit of question mark, some opportunity for young guys like Alice Ellis, Will Ty as well, yeah. to kind of, you know, have those nice moments in the preseason you talk about that special teams contribution how much does that put some to uh, tip the scale in a guy's favor when he shows he's able to add value on special teams and isn't afraid of that contact isn't afraid to you know put, put his nose in put, yeah. put a hat on a guy yeah. we, 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 you're not allowed to stick your helmet in there anymore right. so yeah we got to be careful to use an old that. school <laughs> phrase but you know we'll metaphorically go with that yeah. i'm with you there <laughs> I, I think it's big and for all young players and, and backup players you have to be willing to embrace playing that phase of the game and sort of biding your time to either play offense or defense. And when you're a young player, sometimes that's difficult because we're, we were all stars in college for our respective teams. You don't get to the NFL without being one of the better players. But a lot of us didn't play special teams during our careers in college. So it can be difficult for young guys to adjust to that phase of the game and to be effective. And the sooner you do it, I think the better – the, the better chances you, you give yourself of making a squad because coaches love players that are versatile. Coaches love players that will do the dirty work that other guys won't do. I'm a, a living testament of it. I managed to stay in this league for nine years doing that, and it was a lot of guys that were drafted, higher draft picks, that weren't willing to do that. And so a guy like Alex Ellis, he's going to seize that opportunity because he knows there's only 53 uh, roster spots on 32 teams. And so if you're able to secure one of those spots because you're willing to do the dirty work that someone else isn't willing to do, then kudos to you. And I, you got to have that mentality. Why do you think that is? This always blows my mind when you say, you know, guys who are willing to make the effort on mm -hmm. special teams. If that's going to keep you employed, that's going to keep you in the league, your paycheck coming in. Why is it that so many people aren't willing to do that when it just seems like it's just an effort thing, isn't it? I agree. Yeah, for several reasons, right? A, and probably the first thing, we all think that we're too good to play special teams, right? I talked about, you know, most players being stars of their college football teams and not having to play much special teams. So players tend to view it as a demotion. You know, I had a coach tell me and a player, Mike Caldwell, who was oh, my... I have to let you finish later because, oh, oh no, I thought coach was ready to, to take the stand, but we're going to we're gonna wait uh, for that. So, yes, keep okay. telling your story. I, I was all really right. into this. So you get veteran <laughs> players who have made this made their, their careers in this league by being a backup and a special team guy. I had a guy like Mike Caldwell who stressed to me the importance of embracing that role until you get your opportunity to start. And I think players, young players, sometimes don't grasp that concept. They think they're too good to play special teams. And so they never really truly put the effort and the time into being a good special teams player. And the other thing is guys – are afraid they're going to get typecast as a special teams player. Does that happen? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. You, I mean, it, it can happen. But here's the thing. It's very little that you can do to change what a coach sort of perceives you to be in this league, mm -hmm. right? So at some point, the number one objective is to be an NFL player. And then it's to be a player at a certain position. And that's sort of the mindset I kept throughout my whole career was that my dream was to play in the NFL, not to play linebacker in the NFL, not to start in the NFL, but to play in the NFL. So I embraced that role. 
And the guys that are able to do that, they stick around for a long time because coaches love those types of players. Yeah, and it just, like you said, it seems like kind of that effort, that competitive fire that coaches love to see. I want to uh, shift to another guy on offense who we saw for the first time in some preseason game game action tonight for the first time in a long time, and that's Corey Clement, who yeah. we hasn't seen game action since he was injured against the Cowboys in December, early December last year. Had a couple nice moments there in the first half. What did you see from him in terms of his rehab, knocking the rust off, obviously just kind of getting his legs back underneath? Of him. I'd say the biggest thing I noticed, Amy, was he looked like he had a little pep in his step tonight. Well, you um, know he was so yes. excited to be back out Saw there. some of the videos prior <laughs> to the game. He was one of the ones in pregame warm-up, real excited, dancing around. And that's a good thing. He wanted to get out there and show that he can still play in this league and be effective. The offensive, uh, the, the run blocking wasn't as good this week as it was last week. So, None of the running backs saw a lot of daylight, but the seven carries that Corey had, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry. I thought he showed a quickness to the hole. He's always going to be a tough runner who rarely goes down on first contact. And you talked about the running back position being a deep position on this team. And they're probably going to either release or wind up trading a good football player, young running back on his team because you just don't have enough roster spots. Yeah, that's I thought be Corey, a tough one. I thought it was a good step for Corey in the right direction to get some rust knocked off. All right, well, let's uh, shift to the press conference. Here's Coach Doug things. Peterson. Um, you know, uh, obviously whether to finish the game, um, obviously we had to get league approval, you know, for you know for them to, to terminate the game. But, you know, we were just we just talked and just kind of hung out in the, in the hallway here. Um, just small talking, just talking about camp, talking about the regular season. But really, we were just kind of waiting on the league's decision uh, at that time. What did it say about uh, Josh that he was a coach of high school football a week ago and he came in and handled himself pretty well tonight? You know, I thought he did a, you know, a really good job. Um, you know, a veteran player, obviously. Uh, you know, the, the, game, the game plan, we just – I had him just highlight plays he knew in four days, you know, and, and just called off of that. And um, he handled it extremely well. Um, bounced back there in the third quarter and, and led, led two touchdown drives and, and uh, kind of got us back in the game. So I was, uh, you know, uh, obviously pleased with, with the way he handled himself. Yeah, I mean, obviously my decision uh, not to play him. Um, you know, listen, there's a lot of we've, – we've had a lot of good work with him uh, in training camp. We had a lot of great work against Baltimore this week in practice and – and um, I'm real comfortable where, where he's at right now, his, his development, his growth with the, with the team, with the offense. We also did, you know, I did the same thing with Darren Sproles tonight. I didn't also, you know, Miles didn't get in there, Jordan Howard. There were a couple other players we didn't, we didn't play, you know, on purpose. But, um, you know, I'm comfortable where he is, uh, how he's leading this football team. And I uh, just felt like this was another opportunity to, to look at the other guys to play. How do you think Josh picked this up? And I know it wasn't a lot in the playbook. Picked this up so quickly and did such a good job. Well, he spent a lot of time with with Coach Taylor with press, you know, early in the week and and uh, uh, before practices uh, at night, um, just kind of cranking through the game plan and and really kind of fine tuned it. Just for him, it was just all about the game plan. We didn't give him the whole playbook, but uh, just wanted him to be comfortable with a few plays and and uh, you know, my plan all along was to you know let him go two plus quarters you know in this football game and and uh kind of let him get his feet back back into the game and um did a nice job uh, JJ, it's a pretty big decision to sit carson you know what has he shown you in training camp he said this guy's good, we're good 
you know, he, he, he's really, um, I think his, from a leadership standpoint, on and off the field, how he's, how he's really uh, taken charge of the team, not just the offense, but the team. Some of the things that I see, I see him uh, really, um, you know, opening, opening himself up to, you know, um, the offense from the standpoint of, of, you know, letting the offense work. And that just comes from time with the system, you know, and, and developing uh, his, his repertoire plays and what he likes and, and getting comfortable. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's really done a, an outstanding job. And even physically from his rehab back in the spring all the way through training camp, um, you know, he, he's clicking on all cylinders. His mind is good. His body feels fresh. And, and uh, you know, all the things that we've seen through camp have really, for me, that was, that was the deciding factor. So he's ready week one. Had, yeah. If he had yeah. to play a, a, a regular season football game tomorrow, he could go. Yeah, he could go. And, and, and you know, our, our guys, could, guys could roll. I mean, you know, again, the, the thing with preseason, too, is we're here to evaluate and we're to evaluate some of the, the, the backup, the role, role players, the situational guys. And, and uh, we needed some answers from our backup quarterbacks. And, and uh, obviously, unfortunate, you know, Nate got hurt in week one. Um, otherwise, he's taken a lot of these reps, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I feel comfortable with, with the guys, even Darren Sproles. I feel comfortable putting him back out there, you know, and, and just watching – Jason Peters tonight, and Isaac and Kelsey. I mean, these guys wanted to play and they wanted to be out there and and kind of feel the game, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable with, the, with that. With the running backs in particular, why sit Jordan and Miles after playing for the first two games, and why give Corey the amount of work he did? Well, one, we needed to see Corey a little bit more. He hasn't played in a while, so we needed to see some some more time. Felt like we had, uh, you know. Uh, we had checked the boxes with Miles and, and Jordan a little bit in these first two two games, and obviously through camp. So it was really Corey's time, you know, to to play. And I thought he did some really good things out there tonight. Uh, talking about evaluation, young players. JJ had a lot of traffic, a lot of production tonight. What does that say about him that he's able to do that with a quarterback that's been here for a couple of days? Yeah, I, I just think it's uh, you know one of the things. JJ is a hard worker. You see it in practice every day. He comes to work every day. He wants to get better. He wants to be taught. He wants to learn. He's got a great mentor and Alshon in front of him, you know, and, and so he's, he's learning from that. And, and, then, and then being able to talk to Josh or talk to Carson during the week, talk about routes, talk about coverage, and, and that's where, that's where he, he really takes it over to the field, and I think that's what, you're, what you saw tonight with him and, and his ability to make plays. And, and, you know, the red zone, we know he, he can be explosive, and, um, he was able to do that really not only there but out in the field. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a challenging you know decision. Obviously, um, you know something we gotta we still got beauty of it is we got one more game. We got one more preseason game to really um, you know see these guys in action one more time and, and and make some hard decisions you know next week and you know that's that's the thing this week is. You know, my message to all of those guys, not just QBs, but to all the backups, the guys that are fighting for jobs, is man, this is your, this is your, this is your opportunity. You know, and and make the most of it. You know, I was I was one of those guys not so long ago, and so I understand what they're going through, and um, and they want to put good tape out there, and uh, this is their this is their opportunity. Miles' first game in a year or so. What was the importance for him to be out there? I think again, just to get out there and feel the feel the game. You know, feel the energy, feel. 
uh, feel that nervousness, that butterfly feeling, you know, getting getting out there into the game and, and getting that first hit, that first tackle. I thought he moved around well. Um, of course, I'll evaluate the film, look at it in the morning, and and uh, and watch him some more, you know, closely. But overall, felt like he uh, really settled in and did a nice job. How do you feel about how uh, Jake Elliott's played this Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see, you know, some of those kicks go in. Been a little inconsistent there. Um, he's a hard worker. Um, I have a lot of confidence in Jake. You know, the operation has been good between, you know, uh, between Rick and, and Cam and, and, and Jake. They work hard doing that. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm, you'd love to see a few more of those go between the uprights. But uh, uh, that's something he takes to heart, and he'll get better, and he'll, he'll, he'll make them down the road. Okay, thanks. Coach Doug Peterson sharing his thoughts on this game, of course, talking about some of the things that we've touched on, the big storylines, Josh McCown, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Um, your takeaway from what Coach just had to say. Well, I mean, listen, Coach is always going to have to straddle the fence a little bit when he's talking about playing players versus sitting players. And we just have to trust that Coach knows best, right? He gets to see these guys every day. He understands who needs a little more work. He's, he's conver uh, conversing with his coaching staff about which players need time out there on the field. And I was not surprised for him to sort of hint at the idea or the fact that some of his veteran offensive linemen sort of wanted to go out there and play tonight, almost requesting to go out there and play. Uh, guys like Jason Peters, Jason Kelsey, those guys – when you're an older guy, you want to get the feel for the game. And sometimes you don't want to wait until opening day to get a feel for the game. So you got, the coach has to trust you, and and you have to trust that he's going to get you out of there when he thinks you've had enough work. And I'm okay with that. The one thing I've learned, Coach Peterson knows his football team, and he he saw things he wanted to see tonight from certain guys, like a Corey Clement. He wanted to yeah. see Corey play. We've watched Miles and Jordan the first two games, so he wanted to give – Corey Clement a fair shot at getting a lot of carries because he hasn't had very many carries at all this preseason. So, And then the other thing I thought was interesting, and it makes more sense now once Doug explained it, when we talk about Josh McCown, a duh, the, the, the thing you do is you ask him, okay, which of these plays are you comfortable with running? Josh picks out about five or six, seven plays that he likes, that he knows and Doug calls those plays. That's the simple thing to do, right? That's a good coach right there. Yeah. Uh, of course, he mentioned he's going to have some tough decisions to make as well. We're going to be right back. Uh, stay with us here at the postgame show presented by Rico. We do have to shut down the social media stream, but keep it with us at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We will be right back. You're watching the postgame show presented by Rico, Amy Campbell, Ike Reese here uh, to break down the play of the game. It was pretty obvious to me, Ike, touchdown, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside from Josh McCown. A, a really nice play, a very exciting one. It seemed like that was really the uh, the game-breaking moment for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, to that point, there were no <laughs> points on the board, and right. everybody's wondering, are we going to get shut out tonight? And so to see that play from, from Josh McCown and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I think, at least from JJ's standpoint, you got to be excited, right? You get a young uh, wide receiver out there, hadn't really, had, I mean, I shouldn't say he hadn't shown a lot up to this point because he has flashed in every game. He's made catches in just about all three preseason games, but tonight he obviously had a breakout game playing with a guy like Josh McCown out there that can find him, get him the ball in the right spots. And so you saw that those guys were starting to build that chemistry there. And um, 
I don't I don't know how much we're going to see the two together. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but probably not much. But I tell you, uh, the fact that having him back there as your backup quarterback and then J.J., think about this. J.J. is the fourth receiver right. on the team, That's right? And, and whereas with a lot of teams, he may be vying for a starting spot on the outside. So uh, the Eagles have done a great job of just – surrounding Carson with as much talent as possible, so right? So um, that's a great thing moving forward. And you got a nice mixture of old and young talent. So I think everybody left that stadium tonight talking about two players, talking about Josh McCown, because this is our first chance we get to see him, and then wide receiver, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. We're like, wow, 100-yard receiver in the preseason, eight catches? You just don't typically get to see that from a guy that was drafted so high. You may see it from a younger guy that's playing longer because he's at the bottom of the roster, but you don't typically see that from a second-round draft pick. Well, and you talk about how he and Josh McCown have worked to develop that chemistry. They've been working on it for a very long time, maybe like four whole days. Um, <laughs> so you can already see it. it the hard work is paying dividends. Uh, we're going to be right back on the other side of this break for our final thoughts. Stay tuned. See what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher, like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce, including organic. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Shop on game day and save 5% at Acme when wearing your Eagles apparel. prosper most when we help others. We respect that because at Santander Bank, respect adds up. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico as we recap the Eagles preseason game against the Ravens terminated due to weather with the Ravens up 26 to 15. Ike, your final thoughts on this game, game three. Well, to my recollection, we didn't lose anybody, right, as far as injuries goes. I think everybody who came out of this game healthy. That's always the number one objective when you're talking about these exhibition games. And then the backup, 40-year-old backup, Josh McCown. Again, I must say, pleasantly surprised at how well he looked tonight. I really thought that he may struggle with the rust, didn't know what he had been doing all offseason, so you got to be impressed with that. And then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I thought, did a nice job of really stepping up out there and really, really making sure people know that I'm going to be a part of this thing too this year. So I think everybody's going to be excited about that. Yeah, those two really the big story of the night for me as well, as well as seeing Corey Clement back out there and, right. of course, seeing Rodney McLeod have a really nice couple moments. They're really exciting to see those guys back on the field. I'll be back here next week. I know I, you're you're not going to be here next week. Right. We'll have Fran, Fran in your place for the post-game show next week. And, of course, we'll have the kickoff show next week for our final preseason game. We'll finally get some regular season action <laughs> coming up soon. One more preseason game the Eagles will be on the road at the Jets kickoff will be at 7 we'll be back here for the pregame show at 6 30 of course stay with us all week long PhiladelphiaEagles.com all of our channels will have you covered for everything Philadelphia Eagles and we will see you next week